Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman. I'm Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the studio is Claire Ferguson. How are you doing, Claire? I'm good, thank you. Claire is a managing partner at Mediacom UK and is head of agency communications. And you've been here a while, Claire, haven't you? I have, how long, yes. How long have you been? Actually, I was trying to work that out earlier. I think it's maybe 16 years. 16 years, yeah. 16 years. Not, not your 20 16, yet. 16, 17 years. I think we're coming up to 17. And um, this role that you've had in terms of head of agency comms, you've had for... Six years. Six years. So in that time, how much have you been actually controlling our tone of voice versus it being the people and the work that creates the tone of voice and, and, and what's what's the what's the emphasis? So what I'd say that I love about Mediacom but it equally probably makes my role tougher is that it's a massive meritocracy and I think that is different to a lot of the other creative and media agencies generally in the industry. Um, so we don't really control it but what I would say is there are broad... We, well, I, what I, the way that I describe it is there's sort of broad guidelines or train tracks to roughly stay within um, but I think it's really important that it isn't controlled and that it isn't one point of view because actually the reality is that we we are well known for all of our people are very opinionated people yeah. and are people that kind of get out there in the industry and are up at, at, at talks that anyone might be going to or in the press and we've got to make sure that we stay true to that and it's much more natural celebrate. now probably than it was if, if when you took the role over yeah. it kind of it felt a bit like a battle whereas now it feels oh it's me but it sort of feels like it sort of happens more naturally i think so and i also think that there's probably just because of the proliferation of various digital channels and social people are out there commenting on these topics all the time anyway yeah. so it's not you're not really so you're, you're crawling not, yeah rather than anything else and, and people are sort of up for it a bit more than they probably there was a, were there was a little bit of a, a debate about the uh, theme tune of this very very podcast i believe originally yeah but yeah. asd got his way so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we're happy you're doing the work you. asd yeah, yeah. so there we go well, i was going to ask is what how much uh you know I, I haven't given you this question. This is this is a question for you as an employee of Mediacom. The, my social feed, uh, how much how much of an opinion am I allowed to have? Is, is you should have an opinion. It's important for you to have an opinion. But then I think it's difficult if you, if you know um, people don't do this that work here because obviously we're you know lucky enough to work with loads of professionals. But if people are criticising, for example, a client or a client's work or something like that, then that is where that's the kind of line that you don't step I mean, over. You've but got people a know that you know that says that you can't do that. Absolutely, yeah. and most people in this industry will have wherever they work so yeah. i i think but it's important for people but to have opinions claire won't have a point of view about his opinion about about andrew's opinion about the football no, no. no. but about certain partners that we might use that we might have stronger opinions on that and where, where do we sit on that i think as long as we've got evidence to back up what we're saying and, mm. and then then i can't see a problem with that and i think it's important that we stay true to that as well that's very good thank you uh, how has mediacom changed in the 16 years you've been here um, it's interesting, it, in some ways it's changed loads and in other ways it hasn't changed very much at all. Um, so I'd say firstly the way it hasn't changed, which I know isn't exactly the question but kind of is, is the people. So obviously people have changed, people have left, but I think it's smart people. So it's still full of really smart people that you want to spend time with and that you want to work with and that you want to bounce ideas off. And that you kind of want to come into work to see, and I think otherwise you'd be at home with your dog, right? Exactly, yeah. But <laughs> I, or, or, or my children screaming at me. Hmm. Um, but I think that is important. I think it is important that that it's still got that feeling. It's still got those people more than anywhere else in the industry. So 
think that's that's the biggest thing and then and then the biggest change is obviously the size so not just the number of people because when I joined I think it was under 150 or around 150 people and we weren't based in Holborn we were based up by Easton at the time in a much smaller office crammed in to be fair in a much smaller office Um, and um, and there's obviously pros and cons to the size but I mean I think even just the client base so we were looking at our contacts on the client base last week with Claudine and I think there's over 7,000 maybe I think even over 8,000 wow. individual client contacts um, that we've got let alone does, our does media owner well you know what Claude's is like yeah, probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's definitely got a contact plan for everybody <laughs> um, so I think it's I think size. the biggest thing is the size yeah that's interesting yeah um, what skill have you worked on the most that's given you the most success so the skill that I think I've worked on the most well it's sort of more than one but they're kind of related it's I suppose it's listening um and and reflecting and these are all related and trying not to always come up with a solution straight away because I do that mm. and it's you don't always get the best solution I think if you do try and drive to a solution that someone's given you a problem you know straight yeah. away so I think it's listening and trying to reflect and they're obviously different words and slightly different skills but they're really closely related so and they're the things I have to work on the hardest as well probably and then what did you learn from the best boss that you've ever had well, it's really hard because my boss is sitting in in this room firstly <laughs> my current boss oh. and there's two brilliant bosses I mean I've had I've been really lucky actually to work for lots of different people in the industry that are very um inspirational um and I think that's probably kept me in the industry for a long time to be honest um can I have two yeah yeah okay so I'd say the first one was probably Karen Blackett Mm. who always and it's again the listening point Mm. so she always talked about two ears and one mouth and you must do that in that proportion Um, and that I always remember that Mm. and then the other thing is Sue and the word that I probably would use is about simplification because I think that what I learned the most from Sue and continue to learn every day is all about brilliant storytelling and simplification of message and I think that's a skill in this industry that's in short supply (laughs) Because it can be very complicated and overcomplicated and in a complicated you know, yeah. old world. Um, what's 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 next? Kind of immediately next. What have you got coming up? Um, as well as the kind of what's next, kind of in the broader sense. Because you've got a lot coming yeah. up this autumn. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot up. coming up. So I was just having a conversation with the team actually um, about what we've got coming up. So we've just had a very busy period as well because we've been doing a big product expo with everybody um, at the which agency, was amazing. which is fantastic. Yeah, last yeah. week, and we also had. We were lucky enough to be shortlisted for Media Agency of the Year for Media Week. So that was a very big, um, that was a big, a, that was big the same thing. Day. Same day. Same that day. We put on last Wednesday. So it's all a bit mad. So I feel like I back slightly back more to business as usual, so as to speak. And um, I had just had team meeting. We've got a lot of really exciting events coming up over Q4. So there definitely could be some good comms on that from the agency um, over the next few weeks. But essentially. We've got a brilliant piece of research that we're working on with Thinkbox that we're going to be talking to clients about at the beginning of December. Um, we are hoping to host a business-to-business conference for some of our clients that are, uh, are t- speaking to audiences in that area because we often are talking more about mainstream consumers. So we think there's some really exciting mm. and interesting sort of um, areas in there and we'll work with some partners on that. 
and we've got a couple of very good um, glass wall events coming up as well. So we're hoping to do a panel mid-November, um, which Sue, you're obviously involved in with mm-hmm. Catherine. Um, and we're going to be interviewing some some women on that and getting... About their worst moments. About their worst moments, Which yeah. I think is quite an interesting yeah. take. So we're hoping for some honesty. Angle. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's, a, there's a great quote which I've just sourced for you because yes. I've just sent it to you actually Eleanor Roosevelt said mm-hmm. it which is that a woman is like a tea bag you can only tell how strong she is when she's in hot water so yeah. we're going to put some women in their hot water and see what happens yeah so that's good so there's lots going on open um, to everybody when men women however you self assign yes um, and then in terms of what's next mm. for me I mean, I guess more of the same to a degree. It's really exciting to have Kate on board. Today is her first day, um, new CEO. So, um, you know, new vision, exactly. So lots in that area, I think. Um, I mean, for me personally, you know, I don't know, maybe chief marketing officer at some point in the next few years. I don't know. But, um, but you know, aim high. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just enjoying what I'm doing and I feel lucky enough to work with the people that I do. Um, I so more of the same. Regular questions. Answer our regular questions. What is your favourite line from a poem, a song, or a book? So there's lots, but, but I mean, everything in my life sort of gets very kind of influenced by my eight and ten year old sons. And so yeah, I think yeah. it probably would be poem because my youngest is obsessed with Christmas, even though he's nearly nine, mm. and he starts talking about it in January. So <laughs> you know, um, and so it'd be the Clement Clark Moore poem, which is um, "Twas the night before Christmas when all through the home." Um, all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And it's just very nice. It's Christmas is starting. I did see, what did I see in the shops? Uh, Christmas crackers or something. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> let's, get, let's do Halloween people first. Okay. Um, if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? Probably my gardening gloves. Yes. Gardening's so big. Gardening you, is big. And I think. Um, uh, my my dog's lead so black my black lab's lead Bella I left her with a friend today um, uh, a piece of cake love cake Which I think that anything can be solved with cake do you? Yeah. I'm, I'm quite a big cake but it has to be good cake good cake but homemade cake you Ho- know? it has to be homemade yeah cake. so no my favourite at the moment is raspberry custard sort of cake like loaf which oh. is really oh. really good yeah oh. Um, so I think that's just because okay, the raspberries we'll, are ripe we'll, at the moment we'll as make well. A, we can make one of those. Um, probably a hat because I've got curly hair and in London it's always humid. So to sort of stop the afro oh. springing, I kind of what, tend to wear hats. What's your hat of choice? Um, style of hat? You, do you go peaky blinders? I've got a lot. I haven't gone peaky. Actually, I did borrow a peaky blinders one from my mother-in-law at <laughs> um, at the cricket this summer when we got caught in a rain shower. Um, but lots of different styles of hats, actually. Some are, you know, I've got nice big straw summer hats, various different hats. Stetsons, all sorts of things. Um, and on my iPhone, yeah. so that I know where everyone is and what's going on it's logistically. It's going to be an iPhone. These are these are easy, these an are iPhone. These an iPhone. iPhone. We can get, we can, but you can sign into. Does your everyone account. say iPhone? A lot of people. Say mm, a lot of people, it's but fine. not everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you've listened to all the episodes. You you would know that. But then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> assuming that all living things are safe, what three objects would you save from your house? So the first thing is. Um, a really nice painting that Rob and I have um, at home of the Scottish Outer Hebrides, and it was it's by John Larry Morrison. So Jolomo is his sort of nickname, and it's just very beautiful, iconic view of the Highlands, sort of sunset time. So I think that probably, um, and then it's quite difficult, isn't it, when you start thinking about possessions rather than the people that you'd rescue, because you always go straight to the people or the animals. Uh, I think. Everyone's, everyone's safe. 
Does everyone say, yeah, it's just really hard, yeah. yeah. Um, So I think it probably would be the book that I was reading. (laughs) At the time. (laughs) At the time, um, which I know isn't specific. And maybe my favourite houseplant, which is like a cheese plant at the moment. It's got quite big and out of control. I do like a Swiss cheese plant. Yeah, I mean, retro, but retro, but kind of, yeah. I did have one when I moved in with my other half, actually. You may be, it was him or the houseplant. <laughs> and uh, the houseplant won't, but it was, a, I, I nurtured it. I do like a Swiss cheese plant. Mm. Um, if you could change the industry in one way right now, made wave, wave of magic wand, what would you do? Um, it's really hard actually to choose one thing. <laughs> so much. <laughs> no, there's quite a lot of things I probably would like to change. Um, there's loads of things that are positive. I don't mean that to yeah, sound no. negative, but I think it would be back to the point that I was talking about um, uh, earlier when you were asking about what did you learn and mm. what, what I learned from you, what I've learned from you, Sue. And I actually think that I would change the language. Yeah. So I think I would basically do a massive simplification oh, overhaul on language and I just get rid of all the confusion yeah. and all the particularly acronyms. around digital as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think it drives clients mad. It drives everyone at media owners yeah, mad. It drives yeah. everyone at the in- agencies mad. Yes. And we're sort of self perpetuating and creating it and making it worse. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I think I do that. That's very good. Uh, if we were to give you a billboard, where would you put it and what would it say? Um, I don't know where I'd put it. Yeah. Um, That's strange. A lot of people start with that first. Yeah, they do. I maybe would put it in a train station because mm. of the footfall. Yeah. Yeah. No, good media planning. <laughs> good media planning, yeah. So, um, and I think I would probably put something like, slow down, be kind and patient, it doesn't cost you anything. Mm. Um, because I think that's true in life and in work. That's Very lovely. good. Uh, the final question is from... The, the new box uh, I think you're the second person it's uh, 100 questions from the school of life it, this is about conversation rather than career so if you could pick one out read it and then answer it to finish us okay. off um, what sources of culture do you turn to in order to get a perspective on everyday concerns interesting mm, very so relevant. very relevant so I listen to a lot of Radio 4 um, although I am finding some of what the BBC generally represents at the moment less balanced than I think the general UK population might be at the moment so Mm -hmm. I try to temper that with I just read a lot Mm -hmm. so I read a lot of um, industry books but I also just read loads and loads of novels so I use my train time to read I would say a lot I'm in between Um, I've just finished and I'm not sure I'm enjoying it but I've got this really weird um habit of you when start, I start a book finish. I have to finish even if I don't enjoy yeah, the book yeah. I have to finish it I, 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 quite, I mean I, I'll skim read it though if I get bo- if I well, get no, but this because this is quite dark oh, and yeah, so yeah. I'm fi- it's the oh. confessions of Franny Langdon Lang- Langdon it's um it, it's just quite difficult right, okay I mean there's good stuff in it don't get yeah, me wrong yeah. I parts of me enjoying it but there's bits that I'm sort of just a bit you know that I've just finished uh, last week um a thousand ships and um, the song of Achilles as well, which was the week before, which I'm enjoying. Which I you know it's lots of different, ve- very big, big variety in books, but a lot of crime fiction. But I wouldn't necessarily think that everyone would term that as culture. But I don't know, maybe. Part of culture. Yeah, part of culture. Claire, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.